One day we gonna get an actual song. It's coming. My musician husband <laughs> needs to go ahead and make oh, us an intro outside of his. Oh, trust me, it's coming. His, trust. His, his humming. Oh, how beautiful is his humming? Oh yeah. What is that? A bass? Yeah, it's a, it's a bassish kind of guitar right there. It's like a guitar kind of air right. guitar bass. Yeah. Well, hi Mixture. people. Hello, all you lovely couples, engaged and married couples out there mm-hmm. that are joining us for our second episode of uh-huh. My Kind of Crazy. My Kind of Crazy, that's what it is. Yeah, um, we're going to be getting into some uh, interesting uh, conversation on today. Um, yeah. Kind of looking forward to it, actually. This is going to be kind of cool. Um, but we're kind of going to be giving a few tips on how to be able to do some, not conflict resolution necessarily, but actually mm-hmm. how to be able to have more productive conflict so we're not trying to get out of the conflict fast we're just Mm -hmm. trying to have more productivity in the arguments or whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. you know uh in some sectors we call them uh what it's an intense fellowship fellowship. that's what you call yeah Uh, that's 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 the holiness way to say Mm -hmm. but no but um (laughs) but i think it's just helpful to be able to do that because those conversations whether we want to dismiss them or not they're actually important conversations that need to be had oh true and it's just simply pointing out, you know, that's something that may either be a pain point mm-hmm. or something that may be something that needs to be communicated in a more, you know, productive way that you can actually get to, you know, a better place in your marriage. You mm-hmm. know, so because conflict is good. I mean, we'll learn that as you grow and mature. Um, but conflict is it's is good. There's nothing wrong with conflict. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. It actually yeah. can be a very positive experience. It's so, all about how you use it. You mm-hmm. know? So. Yeah. So, how was your week? Uh, my week was actually pretty good. God has been good. He's been faithful. He's been covering us. Uh, you know, given obviously the circumstances of this whole uh, pandemonium pan- going on. Corona. Right? Uh, yeah. Crazy Corona. All of this. Yeah, we live in the crazy world, there, right? My um, goodness. But no, but um, you know, it's it's actually been been decent. You know, it's just it's it's been showing us a lot of different ways of just to kind of connect with the family a whole lot more. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, getting to learn our know our kids a whole lot more than uh, we actually would probably uh, prefer. <laughs> but, but we love the little rugrats, you know. Yes, they're the greatest. We do. Bless their heart. Bless their heart. They're the cutest little things our ever, actually. So Josiah and our daughter Olivia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just ran the house. I tell you, it's all over the place. Yeah. They they right in the prime thick of uh, well, what would you call this season? Um. The thick of funness, or just uh, yeah, just the thick of funness. Okay, okay, you yeah. could call it funness. I would call it something different. I'm not sure what word the to thick use. Thick of torture, maybe. It was um, yeah, I, I wouldn't even know what to say. I, I said today on my Facebook page that um, I said, you know, I, I only have two things for you today. Number one, I do not believe in dishes anymore. I have made a decision that, that I do not believe in dishes. Is that like a UFO? Anymore. Like, how, how do you not believe? I don't believe. In I believe in, in paper plates. And I oh. believe in, in, in paper cups. God bless those who ever invented a, those things. But I do not believe in dishes. 
And number two. So we'll be attending the the what what the Holiness Church of of uh, uh, paper, uh, plate. paper plates, paper, paper plates, and paper plate and, ministries and styrofoam. Uh, Listen, styrofoam doctrine plate ministries over here. Ah. And uh, number two, uh-huh. uh, if I was an ant or a bug, people, uh, I would find me a toddler and live my best life. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all, my belly will be full. I'm telling you, a toddler. Y'all wow. need to pass the word along to all the ants and bugs if you, if you have friends. Find yourself a toddler. Uh, I, I I will I will find myself a toddler or a group of them and live. I will be swimming in juice on the floor and eating every type of great food I can find and sticky. It's you know what? Yummy. They can they they'll find it for you. I tell you they what, they are, to you. They, they are. They bring it to you. They're a petri dish for all those no, things. No, they guys. serve it up on a plate. They give it to Tyler's you. Tyler's give it to you. Like all day it, long. It, you will live your best life every all day. day long. Moving on. I tell you. So how how was your week? Uh, you just kind of give us a that, little that, was that, was that was pretty much it. I don't believe in dishes. Okay. Don't and believe in if dishes. I was an ant or a bug. I will find you. But, you know, that that's what's kind of going on right now, I guess, because, you know, with us, you know, having to, you know, be in and stay at home, you know, shelter in place and all this stuff, you know, that's going on, uh, you know, all over the nation, whether you're in some variance or whether your state's, you know, opening up a little bit and everything, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of in, in this season, everybody's, you know, having to cook, you know, and it's just simply like the more and more you're cooking, you know, at home, you're making mm-hmm. more dishes and more dishes and more dishes and kind of that. That whole, you know, circulation that's kind of going on. And it's the most dishes that you probably ever had to make. Because most times you would probably go out every now and again and you, you know, won't have to worry about dishes as much. I don't know. And I just so. don't believe in them. Like, who who has those? They might as well just stop making dishes. Like, I just don't believe in them. Hope the makers are listening. Y'all pray for stop, us. Stop, yeah. stop making them. In the, in the Reed household, <laughs> y'all, y'all pray for us. Help us over a fence, as my brother would say. On <laughs> Lord, help us, Jesus. But, um, um, but okay, now. But Outside of that, my week was pretty good. Everything was well. Um, I mean, given given the circumstances, you guys are listening to this. It's uh, May was eight today, and we're still in mm. the in the pandemic. So if you listen to this later, yep. we're in the pandemic. So that's we're at home a lot. I mean, the the governor's trying to open up the state. That's a whole nother conversation. Yep. But um, we're at home a lot, and we're with our kids a lot. There's no daycare. So we're just learning a lot about, you know, this whole thing with them. But, you know, it's there's there's some actually really positive things coming out of it. I'm really enjoying learning my kids on a whole new level. So that I can't complain. I'm not even complaining. So, yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, see if we can go ahead and get into some of these tips. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be something that will be really good because a lot of people tend to um, – well, you're not going to be in marriage at any point in time and not deal with, you know, arguments or, you know, conflicts or disagreements. You know, you're not going to agree on everything at some point in time. And so these things should definitely come in handy when you're being conscientious of how to communicate in, in the best way, uh, you know, just moving forward just in general. So um, do you want to start with yours first? Sure. So, again, guys, we talk about crazy conflicts, keeping the crazy out of your conversation yes tips on a more productive communication and we are want to reiterate kind of like a disclaimer that we are growing with you we're learning with you we don't we don't mass we haven't mastered these things we are also working on our uh relationship communication everything that we talk about every day so it's not like we're up here you guys are down there it's more like we're walking alongside y'all 
So my first one is um, God designed us with great power in our words. God designed us with great power in our words. And everything we say, we want it to be scripture based because we believe that our the word of God should should go above our opinion um, of things, definitely when it comes to marriage. So where I kind of got this from was James 3, 1 through 12. Highly recommend you kind of read that to kind of dive deeper into it. But when I, God gave me that, I, he kind of gave it to me in the mindset of if you really could see the power of your words, would you say all the things that you actually say? Um, we're shaped in the image and likeness of God. And when he spoke, it was, it was there, it became, um, same thing happens with our words, you know? And so, um, I just want to read really quickly, um, James, um, three and focus, even though you guys should read verses one through 12, I kind of want to focus in on verse nine through 12. So here it says, it says, sometimes it praises our Lord and father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. They're t- it's talking about the tongue. It's talking about taming the tongue. In verse 7, it says, People can tame all kinds of animal, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is re- it is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Verse 9, going on to say, Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessings and curses come out of the same mouth. Mm. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or grapevines produce figs? No, you can't draw water and f- fresh water. Mm. You can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. So, Such color in your... You know, because I believe in and color. So that's, that's one. That's my first tip. Like, a wives... I guess I'm, like, speaking to wives because I'm a woman from the wifely perspective. But, yes, your words have power. Your words have power. If you realize that your words were doing what they are, would you continue to speak the things you say? Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's really good. And just to kind of... <clears throat> pick it back on that just a little bit um you know that's something i feel like you know that even people you know in in marriage don't realize is that you know from from the man to the woman or even to the woman to the man your words matter so much is that's that we care even us as guys we care what you guys think of us we care what you guys think when mm-hmm. you communicate um you know just in general, you know, communicating, you know, love or, you know, speaking life over us and things like that, um, you know, being encouraging on different occasions, those things matter on a consistent basis. And so uh, mm-hmm. having that as a consistent thing is super huge, uh, just in, you know, and being conscientious of, you know, realizing what, you know, what speak, what spirits and what life you're actually speaking into the air and also as well, you know, pouring into your husband or into your wife. Um, so, Okay. And that, that was that was an awesome awesome tip, there, babe. Um, my my tip uh, I would say actually is uh, it's got to be precursored by uh, by a scripture as well uh, with Ephesians two and two. Uh, let me go ahead and say this here: uh, Where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So the pertinence to this 
according to what I'm, I'm about to say here, I guess on, on the first one, um, is just simply this, becoming more self-aware of how you communicate. So um, that's my first tip. Becoming more self-aware of how you communicate is something super important because um, mm-hmm. when you're realizing how you're communicating, that means um, you're actually being conscientious of like moments and times where you may not have patience, uh, where you may not be communicating in the moment, you know, with as much grace as you need to, um, with as much understanding as you need to. And a lot of times whenever arguments get started, or things get a little heated, um, you know, we tend to kind of throw all of our best practices out the window. And that's something that we kind of need to be more conscientious of. I know for, you know, for sure, even for myself, you know, you know, we're, I'm still working on that, even just being conscientious of, you know, how I'm communicating, how I'm coming off and, you know, and understanding, you know, yeah, you know, this is somewhere I need to kind of be able to like to slow down mm-hmm. um, and just kind of be just more understanding in that moment. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think one of the most powerful things that a person can have is self-awareness. Mm-hmm. One of the most powerful things is self-awareness, knowing how you are coming across, knowing how you are uh, being received. Communication, yeah, Yeah. how you're being uh, received. Uh, There are so many people that don't realize how they're coming across. And a a really quick way to to do this is to ask people you trust. Mm. Just be open and honest. Be like, you know, I'm trying to be vulnerable here, but like, how am I coming across? Can you be honest with me and be ready? Because mm-hmm. it might not be everything you want to hear. Yeah. Now, it, now it's one thing to be able to do that in common conversation, but it's another thing to do it when it's like a moment of heat and then you're oh, just yeah. kind of like not even thinking. And then all of a sudden you snap mm-hmm. or, you, or somebody, you know, gives you, you know, gives you one of your trigger words or something like that Ooh, or whatever, yeah, something like that. And word. so all those different things just kind of, you know, all your best practices of, you know, self-inflection and taking self-inventory and things like that or whatever just kind of go out the window. You just start, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the moment in time where we kind of that's the main time that we need to be more more conscientious of it that's why i was more or less bringing that uh the scripture in the context of it as well too is because how we communicate in that way you know and you know just you know communicate just from the from the desires of our flesh wanting to say what we know what's on our mind i'm gonna give you a piece of my mind i'm gonna do this that and the other everything and not being conscientious of how we how we come off super important to be able to be girded in that way and in that area Mm, i'm glad you mentioned trigger words because that's that's my thing y'all i I like to be transparent honest about stuff like my trigger words will send me if if dion says a certain word or a certain something a certain way boy i just don't i just it's just like it's like it just (laughs) i'm just Say it. It's just like I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know what happened. You like pray for me. Pray for him. Oh, don't act like you the victim. <laughs> He's trying to act like he a victim over here. He, uh, no victim. I complete now, but okay. Anyway, uh, let me do my number. That was your number one. So my number. She my kind of crazy, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. He stuck with me for life. <laughs> Low life. Uh-huh. Um, number two for me. Okay, so this is actually, my number two actually came from a book I was reading called Loving Your Kids on Purpose. I was actually reading the book to learn how better to raise my kids, godly children, because, yeah, I don't don't know what I'm doing in that area of praying for all parents. But anyway, I was reading the book, right? And uh, it, it had some really, really good stuff in it. And one of the things that stood out to me in terms of like how I parent 
can also apply in my relationship and my marriage. So what it actually says, I'm going to read you guys to it verbatim because it's so good. It says, the ruling spirit of our environment is made manifest through the words we choose. It is vital to realize the power that is released when you push wind over your vocal cords. The Greek and Hebrew word for spirit are also the word for breath and wind. What is it that passes over your vocal cords when you speak? It is a spirit. That is why the Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18, 21, and out of the heart or spirit, the mouth speaks, Matthew 12 and 34. So as you speak, you create spirit in your environment. Wait, mm. that came from Loving Our Kids <laughs> on Purpose by Danny Silk. He preached that thing. Yeah, that's good. I almost threw that book across the room when I read it. Have you ever felt that? Like, I just want to throw this book and somebody looking at you like if you're in a room full of like empty people. Like, no. Okay, anyway, it's just me, just me. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, that's my number two. Realize you're speaking spirits and not just words in your house. There is no more explanation I need for that. He, he explained that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that that's, that's very, very true because when you're communicating, that's I think that's a part of the, the power of the tongue that we don't realize a lot of times. Mm-hmm. When we do speak, we are speaking spirits. We're speaking life or we're speaking death. And those come with actual spirits. And so speaking that spirit and being conscientious of those things or whatever is something that we kind of have to be aware of for sure. Definitely. And so. how I applied it to my daughter real quick mm-hmm. is, you know, when she started acting up and just falling out doing stuff, I tell her, I say, Olivia, I say, I say, repeat after me. I am, it's just, I am going to have, going to have a great day. And I say, I am, it's just, I am obedient and we go because I want to speak that spirit in the y'all. name of Jesus. Okay, <laughs> Lord, where the spirit created? Oh. Pray for us. Pray for us. Um, um, that's hilarious. Okay, but yeah, no, so true. So real facts, y'all. We're gonna talk there. Um, no, okay. So uh, to to mind here, my number two. Uh, my my number two, and this may seem a little redundant, but there's a nuance to it. So. Becoming aware of how your words affect the other person. Mm. Um, that's super, uh, that's su- super key. Uh, the reason or the difference between the other um, that this is actually going to be is basically it's almost like us. I, I like to envision this uh, particular topic almost like the sense of us driving a car and us driving for the other person next to us. That's what, you know, I remember, you know, even even driving the cars when I was actually uh, starting out, you know, uh, driving my mom's car or whatever. And she was, you know, my, you know, help assistant and everything when I first got my first permit and everything or whatever. And uh, she would always say, you know, make sure that you're driving. You know, it's not, you know, how well you're driving, but you want to make sure that you're driving for the other person next to you. Mm-hmm. And in the same way in communication, we have to do that same thing as well. And so whenever you're dealing with, you know, conflict and things like that or whatever, you want to make sure that how you're communicating, you know, it's in the same sense of, you know, communicating in someone's love language. Mm -hmm. Because if you're actually communicating, you know, realizing how your words are affecting the other person, then you'll be like, oh, wow, maybe I need to adjust the way in which I communicate. So there's certain ways in which my wife, you know, actually uh, gives communication, but there's certain other ways in which she likes to receive communication Mm -hmm. that'll help her receive it better. Mm -hmm. And so being more conscientious of how, you know, like whether it be tone or whether it be, you know, uh, using certain words and or leaving out certain other forms of terminology that I think might just be like, oh, I just you know use that term and everything or whatever. Is that you know if but if it makes a difference to her, then it'll affect how she receives it or how she mm-hmm. doesn't receive it. And so 
kind of being conscientious of that or whatever is really is really really key with knowing your spouse mm-hmm. because it's, it, it, it's 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 different for every every spouse every sp- you have to learn what your spouse's language is and what how what affects them and what is okay mm-hmm. and what's not okay yeah and so and that just goes into just showing you showing them how much they mean to you like That's you go good. in that extra mile to be able to say hey i recognize these words affect you i don't necessarily have to use them i'm learning you mm-hmm. to be able to grow and to communicate in a more effective way so that we can have more productive exchanges that's good y'all he, what he really want to say uh, is uh <laughs> i said what i really want to say oh no, we, where are we going oh, hold no, no what he want to say is uh uh, he, basically, I, I, um, uh-huh. I do not like to be spoken to how I sometimes speak to oh. him. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. So uh-huh. that sometimes I do have that problem. Sometimes I do like I don't realize that I'm speaking to you in a way where you're like you're like. Um, you know, I appreciate that hotness that, that yeah, you just did. That, yeah, mean, that that, that mean, it's a. What is it? Uh, honest, honest, open, open and, and transparent. transparent. Yeah, I love what it. our yeah, church does. Yeah, yeah. And we, we're we, really hot. We got a hot church. We, we, we got a hot church. We go to a hot church. <clears throat> go to so, a hot church. We are a hot church. We are hot. We are the church. And exactly. So you like that? We don't have a church, guys, personally. I said we are the church. So we, in our vessels, do you realize we are the church? Absolutely. Amen. The building is it the church. We are the church, God. right. All right, go right ahead. All right, so anyway, <laughs> ain't nobody trying to be a pastor. All right. Um, last thing that we want to do is, um, this is the, do you have a number three? You've got a number three, don't Actually, you? Actually, I do have a three. Go yeah. ahead, you go to your number three. We'll do mine last. Okay, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and so the next thing, I guess, was uh, was going to be my number three, pretty much, is, uh, is just beware of how the enemy can use your words. So, um and again, this goes back to the scripture which I used earlier. How we, you know, uh, realize that the enemy is the prince of the air, and so uh, I mentioned this in one connotation, I guess, uh, or one moment uh, throughout our marriage. I think when we were in the midst of uh, intense fellowship, and we, um, and I was just communicating how uh, I think we may have even realized this probably at one point in time throughout one of our uh, throughout one of one of our counseling sessions, actually. Um, but just honestly realizing that we need to be able to, you know, see how when we communicate what I say mm-hmm. and then what you actually heard when it gets to you. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we have to realize that when the word gets out, actually, it goes through the air before it gets to your ears. Mm-hmm. And so when it goes through the air, the enemy likes to do a lot of switching, switching. changing, put this mm-hmm. over here, put that over there. And, you know, if I just simply say, hey, babe, you look great in that dress and everything, and you might hear, so you think I look fat? What you trying to say? <laughs> oh, you kidding me right now? You feel like I need to hear that right now? No. I'm like, oh, I was trying to pay you a compliment. What in the world? And so if, if we go, <laughs> certain things can kind of go, go left if somebody's not allowed. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of, you know, and that's just one sm- small, you know, example, I guess, more or less, uh, to just show, uh, but what I'm saying is that a lot of times whenever you're communicating, um, the enemy a lot of times likes to twist words and twist things mm-hmm. when you might be saying the exact same thing, but just yeah. in a different way. And that's how the enemy is trying a lot of times to be able to create disunity, uh, create division, and create just something mm-hmm. of a rift 
that where there may be no rift at all. And that's when you can recognize and be conscientious of how the enemy attacks in that way is super powerful. So what would you yeah. say about that? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we decided to say uh, to kind of mm-hmm. figure that out, and we sometimes we forget to say it, though, but mm-hmm. so, yeah. most of the time we try to say, mm-hmm. if we get to that point, is what mm-hmm. I heard you say is, is yeah. mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And usually about 99% of the time, maybe 98, mm-hmm. uh, is wrong. Yeah. Like what we heard was not what they were saying, nor uh, was it accurate in any way. Yeah. We heard it wrong. I think a lot of times we may be caught up on one word or two words. Right, so. right. And I highly recommend just even to put out a challenge. I'd highly re- recommend, you know, you know, marriages or, you know, y'all just to give that a try and just to mm-hmm. be able to say, hey, what I heard you say was mm-hmm. this right here. And if they actually say, okay, that's what that's what I actually did say. Basically, what you want to communicate back to them is what their words, how those words made you feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And be and, and when you can kind of receive or hear that, then that'll allow the other person to be like, "Whoa, I wasn't trying to say that at all," or you know, "I wasn't communicating that at all." You know, so that's how we can kind of a lot of times shine light on what the enemy wants to keep in the dark, shine light on what the enemy tries to use as some kind of a uh, tactic to be able to. Uh, to, to divide and to be able to create some type, type of an argument or riff where that needs to not be in the first place. Mm, that's good. All right, so my last one is um, conflicting tips. Um, these are things you should focus on rather than. So we're going to talk about focus on this rather than this. Okay? Yeah. You want to do a few? Want me to do a few? Yeah, go ahead. All right, um, focus on one issue rather than multiple issues. That's like self-explanatory. Focus on the problem rather than the person. Focus focus on the behavior rather than their character. Mm. Focus on specifics rather than generalities. Yep. And then some of the others that you want to make sure you focus on is focus on the facts rather than the motives. So, you know, focusing on, you know, what actually the issue is versus, you know, well, I know why you really said it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and focus on the I statements rather than the you statements. So, basically communicating, you know, about what what you yourself own about the situation and not what they're doing to you. You know what I'm saying? And understanding rather than trying to win the conversation. Mm, that's a good one. It's like winning the first, battle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, seeking mm-hmm. first to understand rather than to be understood, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's actually super cool uh, and actually super huge in just really avoiding all forms of conflict going forward. It's a selfless form of communication that in the heated moments is the hardest thing to do, but... In growing, maturing-wise, you know, just in in marriage and just understanding that, you know, you're dealing with someone else, you know, and uh, someone else's perspective, someone else's, you know, um, just understanding of the whole situation is super key just to be able to allow yourself to get to the place to where you can say, okay, let's just stop and let's pray and then let's try to, you know, take, take the right steps so that we can be on the same page because a lot of times you're likely going to be saying the exact same thing that that your spouse is saying. Mm-hmm. And it's just simply y'all are saying it in a totally different way, causing some kind of a you know confusion that you can avoid at the end of the day. Amen. 
Mm-hmm. Amen to all of that. Um, okay, you guys, we're going we're already wrapping it up. We got two more things. One thing is, I want to give you guys a couple scriptures. Again, we try to be scripture based. Um, we try to have a fun time on this podcast, but leave y'all with some substance, and the word is full mm-hmm. of substance. So here's a few scriptures that you can take home with you. Write them down to repeat and just meditate on. Ephesians four and twenty nine says, "Do not let any unwholesome talk mm-hmm. come out of your mouth." Not let any, but only what is helpful for building others up according to the need of the moment, that it may benefit those who listen. And then James 1, 9 through 20 is really good. Um, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because man's anger does not bring about the righteous life God desires. Uh, Yep. And the last one that we're going to try to touch on is uh, 1 Peter 3 and 8 through 12. Uh, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. And that's one of the hardest things to do because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love and see good days must keep your tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Mm. So please keep that in, that in mind. That's God's way of simply saying, I'm resisting the proud. Mm-hmm. But I come towards those who actually are literally trying to be humble and um and loving and gracious to other people. Because, I mean, that whole scripture is basically just breaking down humility in the time of rage or frustration or just being out of control. He wants us to be in control and to be able to gird our tongues and gird our hearts and gird our minds in those moments so that we can be conscious of how we're coming off, how we're communicating, mm-hmm. and be in full control okay. and not out of control and functioning in flesh. So Awesome. Amen. Those scriptures, I mean, I feel like I need to go meditate on them scriptures again because they just spoke to me all over again. (laughs) But anyway, guys, we're going to end the night with um, our date night question. If you don't know, on our Instagram page at Marriage and Grace, we do date night questions. We have like, I don't know, 20 or 30 on there already. So tonight we picked one of the most popular ones and we just kind of want to talk about it real quick before we end and talk about some of the responses that people left. Um, Communicate with us on our uh, Instagram page at Marriage and Grace and we might you might get a shout out on our podcast. So what is a date night question? A date night question is what has being married taught you about yourself? Mm. And I just kind of want to go through some of these, what they said. You want to? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So what did they say? Let me see. It what did them folks say? Um, Histo girl, two, three, said, I am capable of forgiving. And she said, and thrive from that release. And uh, Demi four said, forgiveness and no one will love you like you love yourself. Miss Lady 2785 said, <laughs> neither one of us is perfect and together we can get through anything. Mm. Um. I see here, there's a couple funny ones on here. It said, uh, J- Jillian Monique 81 said that I don't like people. 
Oh, oh poor. We gon' we gon' break the heart. Um, <laughs> Brazilian mammy said that no matter how much you love someone, they won't give you that same love in return. And I just said a prayer for her. I just, I mean, I think I responded on her like, oh man, that's that's rough. But um, somebody said that I'm irritating sometimes as a person too. <laughs> Another one said, that's an honest moment. yeah. Another one said, marriage has taught me that I can be extremely selfish at times. Oh, mm. that's a big one. Yeah. It said, um, that another one said that I was more selfish than I like to admit. Mm. Another one said that I'm more selfish than I thought. Mm. This one said, to never say never. There are things I thought I wouldn't put up with or thought I would never forgive as a single, but as a wife, I have. And I'm not sure if that's good or bad, though. Interesting. Yeah. She said, this one says, um, I nag too much about small stuff. And this one says that God is powerful. Mm. Mm. And this one says, I still have some growing to do. She said, uh, the next one said, I can be needy and made me realize where my insecurities lie. Mm. Mm. This is good. You want to read a couple? Um, Yeah, we can just say, let's see here. I think another one actually says, uh, I need to be more humble and serving. That's really good. That's good. Um, tolerance and overlooking so many things. So that's pretty good. Giving and receiving takes work. Oh, that's powerful. Preach. Yeah. So uh, just to be able to kind of coordinate some of this stuff even with us as well, too, because the biggest thing I guess I probably say that um, that's taught me um, or that I've learned, I guess, in marriage about myself, I probably say honestly, is that... Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I probably need, uh, I, I didn't realize that, because um, I mean, some, some of these actually kind of coordinated with what I was communicating as well, too. But I felt like, you know, I, I guess I didn't realize how selfish I guess I was either, you know? Because mm. I mean, a lot of times when you're, and, and I kind of say this a couple of times, even to me and my wife as well, too, is that, um, you know, we, I, we got married, I guess, when I was, when we were like 28. 28. 28, yeah. And so what I was telling my wife is that, um, we had 27 years of practice of being mm-hmm. single. Being with And when we first get into marriage, like I've, we've been married now for seven years seven now. Years? Just just wow. had seven years. Yay. But we're only seven years old in learning how to be able to function with That's another fine. person mm-hmm. and being selfless. And so we're infants in, in learning how to realm. be married. Mm-hmm. But we've had so much practice that we need to now live down and yeah. put behind us. And unlearn all those different things or whatever. So I think it's super, um, you know, it's super, super easy to kind of say, hey, you know, let's, you know, come and come into marriage and just, you know, t- and just flip a switch and everything is cool and we're working well, great, and, you know, and everything just work, works, works out great. But you actually have a lot of selfishness and a lot of singleness you kind of need to live down and uh, and kind of work out of yourself. You know, when 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 you come into marriage, because that's definitely one of the things that marriage is going to challenge the most, and you feel it when you come into it, especially when you reach your whether it be your first argument or first disagreement or whatever the case may be, you start realizing that and it's like, wow, yeah, it's What would you say is yours? Um, that I'm not very patient and that I shut down quickly. Um, those are two things that I did not know about myself. I was single when I got married. I was like, whoa, I'm a. I thought I was. I didn't. I don't know if I thought I was patient, but I thought I was way more patient than I actually am. Um, but and also that I just tend to shut down if something's not going the direction that I want it to go, or I get frustrated to a point where I'm just like, okay, 
like Bridget is not there anymore. Like I find some place in <laughs> paradise and I go fly there. The mental mental vacation. Mental vacations, yeah. Yeah, take quite a bit of a let's try one. No <laughs> joking, joking. Even now. Like, do, <laughs> do not take a mental vacation on your spouse. It's not nice. No, it's, it's not, not nice. It's not nice at all. Anyway, thank you guys for joining <laughs> us for our second episode of My Kind of Crazy. We are two very different people coming to yep. you to bring you a podcast of 30 minutes or so of um, <laughs> fun, faith, and inspiration so that you might grow in your relationship. We will be back next week for our all next right. episode. So will. See y'all right. later. I'm not going to use the best. Yeah, please. No.